The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Multiple Sclerosis Flash Briefings. When your relapsing multiple sclerosis begins to change, how you treat it should change too. Think beyond relapses and choose a treatment that can help delay disability progression. Find out more at changesinrms.com. My name is Jennifer Powell. I am a columnist with Multiple Sclerosis News Today. Today, I will be reading about the minimal emotional impact the pandemic has had on those with progressive multiple sclerosis. While the COVID-19 pandemic has had an impact on the psychological well-being of people with progressive forms of multiple sclerosis, it led to minimal changes in depression, anxiety, and quality of life according to data from an international survey. This was true even for the 4% of patients who reported contracting the virus, which otherwise was found to worsen MS-related symptoms and daily limitations. Minimal effects were not what we expected to see, Nancy Trivolati, PhD, said in a press release. Trivolati is the study's lead author and director of the Centers for Neuropsychology and Neuroscience and Traumatic Brain Injury at the Kessler Foundation. People with progressive MS appeared to have adapted more effectively to the lockdown conditions, she said, noting that the findings were consistent across different countries. This adaptation may be associated with a higher sense of control due to early adoption of safety measures and patients' experience with some degree of social isolation and health uncertainty, the researchers noted. The study, The Emotional Impact of the COVID-19 Pandemic on Individuals with Progressive Multiple Sclerosis, was published in the Journal of Neurology. Much like other infectious diseases, the COVID-19 pandemic has had a significant psychological and social impact in the general population. A previous review study showed that one-third of the general population had anxiety and depression, and higher rates have been reported in women and people showing symptoms consistent with COVID-19. This has raised concern for people with pre-existing chronic illness and at increased risk for infection, placing individuals with MS in a uniquely vulnerable position to experience greater psychiatric symptomology, the researchers wrote. In addition, given that people with progressive forms of the disease are generally the most impaired among MS patients, they may be at higher risk of developing psychiatric symptoms when facing a pandemic. Now research evaluated whether people with progressive MS would have higher rates of depression and anxiety and poorer quality of life during COVID-19 lockdown as compared with prior to the pandemic. The study involved 131 of 138 progressive MS patients enrolled in an international clinical trial evaluating the effectiveness of cognitive rehabilitation and exercise in lowering cognitive dysfunction, which was suspended due to the pandemic. The trial is being undertaken at 11 centers across the U.S., Canada, U.K., Italy, Denmark, and Belgium. 
participants had a mean age of 52 years, 63.4 were women, and almost half were from Italy. They had been living with an MS diagnosis for a mean of 14.4 years. A COVID impact survey and patient reported outcomes related to depression, anxiety, quality of life, and MS symptoms were administered to patients via telephone or email from May to July during the trial suspension and while they were under social restrictions. The survey included questions related to self and family exposure to COVID-19, lockdown length, activities during lockdown, disease symptoms, interactions with healthcare providers, and the impact of the pandemic on patients' psychological, physical, and financial well-being. Patient-reported measures also had been completed at trial enrollment. Results showed that most participants reported some impact of the pandemic on their psychological well-being. However, there were no significant differences in terms of depression, anxiety, and quality of life during lockdown compared with before the pandemic. The perceived impact of MS symptoms on daily activities was also minimal. Notably, a significant increase in depressive symptoms was found in participants from Belgium compared with those from the remaining five countries. There were no significant sex-dependent differences in depression, anxiety, or quality of life. COVID infection was reported by five participants, an infection rate higher than that seen in the general population, and associated with symptom worsening and greater limitations in daily life. Still, these participants showed minimal changes in depression, anxiety, and quality of life. Moreover, the perceived impact of the pandemic on physical and psychological well-being was associated with the impact of MS symptoms on daily life, as well as changes in depression. Overall, the findings suggested that progressive MS patients adapted well to the pandemic. Shivriolati speculated that due to their known increased risk, these patients may have had early adopters of safety precautions, which may have provided a sense of control that countered negative emotional reactions. They are also accustomed to living life with medical uncertainty and social isolation, two major factors that fueled high levels of psychological discomfort in the general population, she added. In addition, most participants reported engagement in mental and physical activities during lockdown, which was not surprising given the aim of the parent clinical trial. Focusing on elements of a healthy lifestyle may have mediated the negative side effects on well-being in this group with progressive MS, she added. Most respondents also reported a high level of social support, and 57% had any interaction with their medical team during lockdown. The pandemic had little financial impact, according to the participants. The team noted that it would be interesting to evaluate changes in stress levels in this patient population since stress was reported to be elevated in the general population during the COVID-19 pandemic. The study was supported by a grant from the MS Society of Canada. Coming up next, Perspectives from MS News Today columnist Ed Tobias. You always do what you can to keep your relapsing multiple sclerosis in check. 
But if your relapsing MS is starting to change, it can affect your mind and body in new and different ways. So it's important to choose a treatment that goes beyond relapses, one that can help you stay ahead of disability progression. Take charge of your relapsing multiple sclerosis. Learn more at changesinrms.com. I'm patient columnist Ed Tobias with some news and comments from the MS Wire. Who is willing to accept more risk when it comes to your MS treatment? You or your neurologist? As more high-efficacy disease-modifying therapies become available, people with MS frequently have to decide how much risk they're willing to accept in exchange for the treatment's potential benefits. And it's not made any easier if a patient's neurologist isn't willing to accept as much risk as you. According to researchers at the University Medical Center in Hamburg, Germany, when it comes to one highly effective DMT, Casabri, many neurologists are more risk-averse than their patients. One of Tysabri's risks is PML, a rare and potentially fatal brain disease. In the study, 69 patients treated with Tysabri and 66 neurologists were given a three-page leaflet about Tysabri and PML risks. After reading it, they were asked whether they thought the Tysabri treatment the patient was receiving should continue. Not surprising to me, significantly more patients were willing to accept the risk of continued treatment than the neurologists. The researchers think one reason the patient's risk acceptance was higher was that they were more worried of the harm that MS could do to them than the risk of being harmed by PML. I was treated with Tysabri for about seven years, and it seemed to be more effective than my first DMT, Avonex. I don't remember any adverse side effects, and its monthly infusion schedule fit my lifestyle. When I was using Avonex, though, I quickly developed needle fatigue from those weekly injections. When I decided on Tysabri, was I concerned about the possibility of PML after Tysabri was prescribed? Sure. Fortunately, my Nora and I were on the same risk-benefit page. She told me that I would be carefully monitored for PML. That meant blood tests and a brain MRI every six months. She assured me that if those tests spotted early signs of PML, I would have the Tysabri flushed from my system and then moved to another DMT. My neuro also told me that PML becomes more of a risk after two years of treatments with Tysabri, and around that time she reduced my infusions from monthly to every eight weeks. Increasing the time between infusions to as much as eight and a half weeks is not believed to diminish the efficacy of Tysabri, but it does reduce the PML risk. After seven years on Tysabri, my blood test showed that my titer score, measuring the level of the John Cunningham virus in my blood, was rising to a concerning level. The higher the titer level, the greater the risk that a dormant JC virus will reactivate and trigger a PML infection. It was at that point that I was taken off Tysabri and switched to Abagio. The point of this whole story is that you and your neurologist should avoid any knee-jerk reactions when deciding how to treat your MS, whether that treatment is with Tysabri or any other DMT. The decision should be a collaboration, 
with both doctor and patient being clear about the risks and the benefits of the treatment that they're considering. Unfortunately, in my experience, that isn't always the case. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to Multiple Sclerosis News today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our Multiple Sclerosis News Today forums, a trusted MS community ready to welcome you anytime.